I wrote a story in 2010 on Bill Murray, and uh, part of the research of that was interviewing folks that had worked with him. And Harold Ramis was extremely gracious to get on the phone with me and talk about their collaborations and how they met when they were, uh, it turns out, Harold was very close with Brian Doyle Murray, and he had met Bill when he was a teenager. And, uh, you know, their careers are intertwined forever because I think they did six films together, um, but they did not work together after Groundhog Day. And they, they actually kind of lost not lost touch because obviously they're Harold Ramis and Bill Murray but they had kind of a um a breaking off of that relationship but he was just such a thoughtful guy you know and I think that comes across in Groundhog Day you know that's a film that 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 is extremely funny, but it has a lot of big ideas wrapped in there. Yeah, well, and, you know, Groundhog Day is a movie, too, where, you know, it, it, we talk so much about the kind of great collaborations, and very often, you know, what that means is, you know, the actor acts and, and you know, the director directs. But what I loved about them was that there was so much more to their sort of working relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I believe that they, they co-wrote Groundhog Day together, right? Or, or they both I think some. it was very collaborative. I mean, I, yeah. And, yeah, and, like, and, and I don't know, to me, you know, it's, it's always sad that they never got together again after that, but it does seem like Groundhog Day was just the apex of that sort of incredible working relationship because again it's 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 weird as we're talking about this i realize it's hard to pin down you know held ramus could do this stuff that was very very funny and very kind of over the top farcical and like ghostbusters is so kind of such an incredible kind of set piece laden movie but then groundhog day has that aspect to it and it also has this incredible sort of deep humanism to it and i mean it's it's striking you know i i I wonder if after that if they were just like i'm not sure we could ever we can never quite tap into anything as extraordinary as that again well and indeed they won a bafta for that screen Play. Oh, the British are so much smarter than we are. They, they get the they get the funny. Yeah, you know, for the past several years, there's always there's been a lot of uh, interest in another Ghostbusters film, and you know, famously on every talk show when it comes up, Bill Murray has always kind of expressed his disdain for dragging uh, that carcass back out there or you know that's probably his impression of it um you know uh meanwhile Ackroyd is, is very is very excited to talk about yeah, it and you know <laughs> even Harold Ramis you know he was very involved um at one point the story that they were going with was based on a story that he had come up with and I think handed off to the writers who did year one and uh bad teacher um but you know I, I mean I I'm curious, I guess we'll find out soon whether, you know, the impact that this has on which was already a hypothetical, which is the Ghostbusters 3 movies, but um, it will certainly not be the same. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's it's weird too because you know uh, I, I've always kind of thought that I mean of, of of all the movies that you know I would never really necessarily encourage a sequel or reboot to a franchise that's over twenty years old now, but I've always thought Ghostbusters could be interesting just because you know the original especially is so kind of rooted in this sort of eighties vision of New York City <laughs> and it, it really sort of quality of the Ghostbusters are basically just like like plumbers essentially you know and, and there's a great sort of New York vibe to it and I I, I always kind of wanted to see like what Harold Ramis could do with sort of movies Moving that forward to contemporary New York, which is totally different in in a lot of ways, and I'm sort of sad now that we'll never get the chance to see what what his exact sort of perspective on that would have been. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is those films that I guess he's most famous for, you know, the Ghostbusters, the Caddyshack, the Animal House, the Stripes. I mean, after Groundhog Day, and I guess you can kind of include Groundhog Day. I mean, he really didn't repeat himself. I mean, he he started to kind of do different things. I mean, I'm looking at the films that he directed um, after. Um, after Groundhog Day, and you know, we'll skip one or two, but he did analyze we'll skip, this we'll and analyze that, that. <laughs> and, and we'll skip the dazzle. But you know, he did the Ice Harvest, which you know is a really um, incredibly different, totally, completely. It's a dark 
dark film with John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton, and I, I really think it's underappreciated. It's, it's it's a really good film that I mean is worth worth Netflixing or, or I guess renting next time you need something. And you know, like he. He wasn't a guy who was just about punchlines, is what I'm saying. I oh, mean, totally. He, he yeah. did so much kind of character development, and he did so many different things over the years. 